welcome to this Thanksgiving edition of the Movies Past and Present podcast. This is episode three of the podcast, and it's November 20th, 2018. I'm your host, Stanford Clark, and I'm podcasting from the crossroads of the West in beautiful Salt Lake City, Utah. Just like my blog, moviespastandpresent.com, I'll be providing reviews and commentary about current and classic cinema. Thanks for tuning in, and let's get started. New in theaters this week are five films that uh, we'll just be t- talking about here. Uh, first up is an art film called The Favorite, and that's the British spelling, F-A-V-O-U-R-I-T-E. It's uh, from Fox Searchlight Pictures, uh, starring Rachel Weiss, Emma Stone, and Olivia Coleman. It is a historical drama. Actually, it looks to me like it's part historical drama and part dark comedy. I guess we'll see <laughs> what actually happens when, we, when I get to see the film. But it's set in the early 18th century in England. Uh, England is at war with the French. And uh, Queen Anne is on the throne. Queen Anne is played by Olivia Coleman, And she's uh, quite a temperamental woman. Uh, but she uh, has a good friend named Lady Sarah, who's played by Rachel Weiss, who's very protective of her, and an ambitious and opportunistic woman named Abigail, who is played by Emma Stone, tries to get in good graces with the Queen. Uh, Rachel Weiss is uh, looks like she's got some uh, issues with this friendship, so. The previews look like it could be a really interesting film. It uh, Again, it could go really dark. It's rated R by the Motion Picture Association of America for strong sexual content, nudity, and language. So, anyway, looks like uh, a, a grown-up film, and we'll see if it's, uh, if it's any good. So, that's the favorite, the favorite. <laughs> you say it. Uh, next up is a family film. This is Ralph Breaks the Internet from Walt Disney Animation Studios. It's an animated comedy adventure and a sequel to 2012's uh, animated film from Disney, Wreck-It Ralph. Uh, I've actually seen this, and so I'll be talking about it in the review section of the podcast. But uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet is rated pg by the Motion Picture Association of America for some action and rude humor, and uh, I'm excited to talk with with more about with you more about that. That's uh, coming up in just a bit. All right, then there is a yet another remake of Robin Hood, and this one is just called Robin Hood. It's from Summit Entertainment, directed by Otto Bathurst. This time we've got. Uh, Aaron Edgerton as Robin Hood and Jamie Foxx as Little John in, the, in some of the strangest casting ever <laughs> for this particular <laughs> story that's been that's been filmed a lot. So uh, this cast is so this cast is is, is actually kind of cool. Well, uh, so as I mentioned, Aaron Edgerton as Robin Hood, Jamie Foxx as Little John, Jamie Dornan is Will Scarlet. Eve Hewson is Maid Marian, and then as one of the big baddies, we've got Ben Mendelsohn 
as the sheriff of Nottingham. And it looks that it's just following the same story where uh, Robin uh, and Little John mount uh, an audacious revolt against the corrupt English crown. And uh, so this is one is being touted as a thrilling action adventure packed with gritty battlefield exploits, mind-blowing fight choreography, and a timeless romance. So this, if you've seen the previews for this, the mind-blowing fight choreography looked like they've taken a page out of uh, a Guy Ritchie film. And we'll see how, how it pans out, if it's going to be entertaining or if it's just going to be kind of not. So that's... Uh, that's our next uh, next version of Robin Hood. That's rated PG-13 by the Motion Picture Association of America for extended sequences of violence and action and some suggested references. Okay, next up is Green Book. And Green Book is uh, from DreamWorks. It is a comedy drama. And it actually, you know, this uh, they've been showing this this trailer for for uh, a few months now, and it looks. I think this film looks really good. So uh, it tells the story, and this is a, based on on a true story of a world class pianist named Don Shirley. Don Shirley was African American. In the film, he's played by uh, Maharishala Ali, and I'm hoping I'm saying his name right. And uh, he is about to go on a tour, a concert tour of the Deep South, and it's in 1962. And uh, he's in need of a driver and protection in order to do this. And so he recruits a bouncer from an Italian-American neighborhood in the Bronx uh, named Tony. And uh, this and Tony's played by the actor Vigo Mortensen. And so these two men... Uh, are driving around on this concert tour in the southern U.S. Uh, and they develop an unexpected bond while confronting racism and danger in an era of segregation. Uh, I think it's interesting to know that this title, uh, Green Book, is, is uh, a reference to a title of a, of a book called The Negro Motorist Green Book, which was a guidebook published by an African-American named Victor Hugo Green. Uh, Green uh, wrote this book, he, or he kept this book updated. It was published annually from 1936 to 1966 during this era of Jim Crow laws when, um, you know, discrimination was widespread and uh, and as the African-American middle class was, was rising and then, then they were getting cars and taking trips uh, still though they would encounter a lot of dangers and you know and inconveniences along their way and so this guidebook was written specifically to um, to promote or, or to talk of you know share services and places that were friendly to African Americans and and uh so anyway, we'll, we'll we'll see within the film how that how that how that all plays out. But that's where the that's where the title comes from. So Green Book is rated PG thirteen 
by the Motion Picture Association of America for thematic content, language in- including racial epithets, smoking, some violence, and suggestive material. I'm excited to see Green Book. Uh, so next up is Creed 2. So we've got a, another, shockingly, another sequel in the, in the Rocky saga. So hopefully you all saw Creed, which which uh, came out in 2015, which was really, I thought, a really cool sports movie. But it was, it, uh, was about the illegitimate son of Apollo Creed, the boxing, you know, the character in, in the in in uh, the early Rocky movies, and uh, Sylvester Stallone was in it playing Rocky again, but it was told it, it, it really it really was it was a stylish and, and well crafted film because it was written and directed by Ryan Coogler, who then went on to direct uh, Ryan direct Black Panther, Marvel's Black Panther, which came out earlier this year, but. Uh, sadly, Ryan Cooler's not back for this round. It's directed by Stephen Capel Jr., but it was written by Sylvester Stallone. So, anyway, uh, if you haven't been keeping track of, your, of of the Rocky saga, let me see if I can get you caught up a little bit uh, without you know giving uh, too much too much detail. But as you may recall, in 1985's Rocky IV. The big bad dude was this uh, Russian boxer named Ivan Drago, who was played by Dolph Lundgren, who was just that that massive, blonde-haired dude. Uh, Drago killed Apollo Creed uh, in in an exhibition match. And so that movie kind of puts Rocky... Rocky has to avenge this, and so he he then uh, trains super hard and and is able to beat uh, Drago, you know, at the end of the movie. So anyway, Drago now it's 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 many years later. Drago's got a, a son who's tr- he's now trained to be a boxer. So uh, now. Adonis Creed, who's uh, played again in the film by Michael B. Jordan, uh, he's got to fight the son of of uh, Ivan Drago. So um, his name is Victor, V I K T O R, you know, because they're Russian. So so anyway, Dra- uh, Drago's hoping to reclaim his honor for losing to Rocky um, through his son. So, and then it sounds like there's going to be all sorts of other drama in, in Adonis's life. And, and uh, you know, they'll be questioning what's worth fighting for and discovering that nothing's more important than family. So Creed 2 is rated PG-13 for sports, action, violence, language, and a scene of sensuality. And, uh, of course, I'm going to go, but we'll see if it's if it's up there with with uh, Creed, or if this is just going to be kind of one of those Rocky sequels that are kind of fun. But then, 
you know, kind of not that great. So, to recap, these f five films opening up Thanksgiving weekend, we've got The Favorite, Ralph Breaks the Internet, Robin Hood, Green Book, and Creed Two. So for the review section this week, I really the only new film that I've had the chance to see so far is Ralph Breaks the Internet. And as I mentioned, that's a, this is a sequel to Disney Animation's 2012 animated feature Wreck-It Ralph. And the film basically picks up six years after that story ends. Now, as you, as you may recall, Ralph... In, in the in the original film was going through somewhat of an existential crisis because he was the bad guy in his video game and wasn't sure he wanted to be the bad guy anymore. So he ventures out in this arcade world that's just so uh, wonderfully set up in that film where after hours, you know, the, these, these video game characters can basically hop from game to game or interact with each other. Uh, but Ralph, Ralph ends up meeting and, and befriending a, dry, a, a, a little girl who's a race car driver in a game called Sugar Rush. And, and this character's name is Vanellope Von Schweetz. And so he and Vanellope Vanelli, become buddies. And, and uh, they go through this, a rocky time, you know, in that first film. But they, they uh, end up being good friends. So this film picks up, as I mentioned, six years after. And... Ralph and Vanellope, they're just they're just you know best friends. So every night after the arcade closes, they've got kind of a set routine where they'll they'll meet up, they'll go get a root beer at Tappers, you know, <laughs> at the Tapper game, and maybe do some game hopping, just depending on what what you know they're before. And then they just you know talk and just just do things what you know you used to do with your friends. And so Ralph. Actually, rather than you know the somewhat discontent Ralph, or discontented Ralph we saw in the original film, Ralph is now quite content. He's got, he's you know he's he's doing his game and he's still and, and then every night he's just really happy that he gets to hang out with his best friend and and uh, and there they go. Now Vanellope has got a little bit of a different thing going on with it, with her. She actually is feeling some some what I like to call divine discontent. She is, I mean, you know, Ralph's great, and she's aced her game, and and you know things 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 are really good, but but she's wondering if there might not be something a more to life. So that sets up the the kind of the basic premise of the film, uh, as you've seen in the previews of the game. Sugar Rush game breaks, and in order they, there's a there's a they can get a part to fix the game on eBay, but uh, but it sounds like Mr. Litwack, you know, who's the owner of the arcade, might just unplug the game and 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 sell sell it off for parts. So that really causes a lot of havoc. You know, behind the scenes in the in the arcade, and there at that Grand Central Station where everybody 
uh, kind of intersects there at, 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 the, at that power, you know, at the, at the power strip where, where all the games are plugged in. So also new, though, is Mr. Litwack is, has uh, connected to the Internet. And the, uh, so Ralph and Vanellope decide that they are going to venture out into the Internet to try to find this eBay and get this part to fix the game. So what, what, what sets off is this, is this really fun and funny adventure as Ralph and Vanellope, these two video game characters, go into really what's like the big city of the internet. The arcade could be compared to like the, the small town. And then these characters are, 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 uh, kind of thrust into the big city and you've got this, that's where, you know, a lot of this, the conflict comes from. I got to tell you though, and just a big shout out to the creative folks at Disney, the, the internet they've created or interpreted is just so much fun. It, you'll, I think you'll all be really impressed and just find a lot of entertainment out how they have visually interpreted how humans interact with the internet, how data gets transferred around, how emails get transferred around, and and tweets, and 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 all these different websites are basically like a building, different buildings in this in this quote unquote city of the internet. And so Ralph and Elfie go around, and you know there's you know, there's Facebook and Snapchat and and again I mentioned Twitter and Google and. And that's just at Pinterest. It's it's all just done in, in, in really good fun and, and good form. I think one of my concerns was some of these, not necessarily was I concerned, but one of the things I was wondering about in seeing the early trailers and some of this concept art was all the product placement for these different websites. You know, everything from eBay to Facebook to Google. And an Amazon is in there too, and et cetera, et cetera. But I think actually it really works because it just gives you instantly a set, uh, you know, a sense of a sense of place because we all go to these websites, right? And we know we know what they what they do there. So then it's kind of fun to see how these artists in, have interpreted it for for the storytelling in, in the film. I just found it just fun and 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 funny so i'll i'll be interested to hear what so hear what you all think too i, I hope i hope you enjoy it the the storyline with ralph and vanellope that was handled really well again it doesn't get too doesn't get too maudlin it doesn't get too stupid but you know it just shows again this these different trajectories that these two that these two friends are on Yet again, the artistry that's done, you know, at Walt Disney Animation Studios is just top notch. The animation is so beautiful and technically wonderful, and and wonderful just to see a really great, fun original story put on the screen. So even though it's a sequel, it's still I feel I felt a very original story, and. Uh, I also think this this was a better film than the original Wreck-It Ralph. 
which you know I enjoy the original Wrecker Ralph, but I just think that this one uh, takes it up a notch, and it's just it's just a more entertaining, more entertaining, more enjoyable film. So take your families, enjoy Ralph breaks the internet, and and uh, just go have some fun, and please make sure to stay through the end credits. You need to stay till the very till the very end. I think you'll be rewarded because that's funny too. In our classic cinema corner this week, there's a we've got a great opportunity to see the 1978 uh, film version of Superman on the big screen. Superman was directed by Richard Donner, and this was the one the original film that starred Christopher Reeve as as Clark Kent slash Superman. Marlon Brando's in it. Margot Kidder, Gene Hackman, and a fantastic soundtrack by John Williams. So I remember loving this movie as a kid, and I'm excited to revisit it again on the big screen. Also playing with it is, uh, is a, and this is the 40th anniversary, by the way. That's what they're, that's what they're celebrating is the 40th anniversary of, of this film. This also going to include, uh, a Max Fleischer Superman cartoon from 1941. Now, Max Fleischer was uh, was an animator and a real innovator in 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 Hollywood, and he made I think he made 17 Superman films for they were for Paramount Pictures at the time. Uh, again, Super, Superman animated shorts, so they have a very distinctive style. Max Fleischer was the was the one who created the uh, uh, the rotoscope machine, which would help them trace uh, human figures to help both bring more lifelike animation to the screen, as well as I think just ease the process for the artists. and And so you can you, you can really see sense that when you look at one of these Max Fleischer Superman cartoons. But I, I'm excited to see it on the big screen. I think I don't sure sure if I ever have. I've only seen them uh, on TV. This particular one is from 1941. And it's called the Mechanical Monsters. So Superman, uh, Richard Donner, Superman, and then the, the bonus animated short. They are coming to theaters on November 25th, November 27th, and December 3rd. So for more information and to find out where what specific theaters uh, this, will, this will be screened at, go to fathomevents.com. Again, that's Superman on November 25th, November 27th, and December 3rd. Well, thanks again for tuning in. I wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving. Hope you have a wonderful time uh, with your loved ones. And uh, go have fun at the movies. And look forward to talking with you next week. Thanks. Thanks.